Hi, hola, bonjour. Welcome to Echelle's Dream Space. I'm glad you picked this episode. I'm sure it will have at least one message for you. The aim of this podcast is to provide different perspectives and practical tools that you may also find useful as you explore your inner realm. I'm back. <laughs> I know it's been a while. Almost a month now that I'm realizing the date today. It's uh, March 11th, 2023. Wow. So much has happened. Uh, yeah, so I'm actually just beginning my day. It is 2.17 p.m. here in the Paris region. We are um experiencing a cloudy day we're experiencing yeah we were having a cloudy day today it's been raining quite a bit uh i just got back from my trip to mexico like three days ago so yeah it's seven degrees celsius today by the way it's kind of chilly for march but uh i mean yeah it's been raining quite a bit so I haven't really had the chance to like go outside in nature and uh, ground and put my feet and and the grass or whatnot. Uh, people recommend that actually to to get used to the environment and avoid jet lag. Yeah, I kind of should have done that probably already, but like I said, it's been raining and chilly, and I've been busy doing other things. I'm yeah, kind of behind on. A lot <laughs> yeah so getting out the podcast for eternal life cafe and then uh, a few other things are like just uh, courses that I'm taking as well online courses like Photoshop and stuff like that it's yeah marketing marketing stuff uh, what's another one that I've been taking to Salesforce yeah that one's yeah that was interesting I mean uh, obviously, all of these courses are very much in like the focus on the 3D linear perspective of things. But I, I love that. I think I shared this before that I can I can see it from different angles and apply it to what I'm doing today. Regardless, it's pretty cool because I do think that these courses were presented to me um, in the right timing because there are new projects in the horizon, and I'm really excited. Yeah, hopefully something will will come out of um, all these little things that I've been doing here and there because that's that's what I'm trusting, right? Is that all the decisions that I'm making that feel right and aligned for me are leading me somewhere. Still very much in the unknown. And to be honest, that can be a little bit uncomfortable still for me. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I, have, I have what I need and um, I, I trust that things will will come up and then I will gain more clarity with time which is what I was actually explaining to my parents uh, when I saw them in Mexico um, and I know I've been talking about this a lot before that, like this trip I felt like was going to be a big 
uh, step or like that I was going to uncover a lot of things and I did for sure. I still feel like there's more layers but but hey it's like the, the universe will give you what you need and what you can handle still right so <laughs> oh gosh but I don't even know where to start there was like it was like so magical challenging a bit yes but a lot of nice surprises actually I felt pretty good yeah I'm still like processing a lot of stuff I've been thinking that I was probably a little bit too hard on my parents because I realized that they have actually sacrificed a lot for me to be here and I'm not just talking about like the the things that people usually think about such as oh um, the time they spend with me or um, the resources or whatnot uh, it seems to me that they even sacrificed in a way tapping into their highest potential and true power because I mean it's not like they're they're completely lost or whatnot it's more like they are very much ingrained in this 3d life and my mom a little bit less I, I think she's a little bit more open to uh, exploring a little more beyond what she can see with her senses and perceive with her senses but my dad is um yeah very much into uh, like a materialistic point of view and i realized that that's mostly because when he was young he experienced this um living in a community with people that were spiritual and he was like fuck this you know fuck the system i don't want to be here i i don't want to be working in a job that i don't like or studying things that other people are you know have set as truth and uh why should i listen to to what these people are saying and whatnot so he rebelled against everything for for a while and he was with these people that were probably uh, mainstream spiritual people. You know, he was probably presented with all this stuff of like, I don't know to what extent I didn't really ask. Maybe I should have asked a little, a little bit more questions. When I was listening to this, I was very much in, the, in a defensive mode because I knew he was criticizing me. You see what I mean? I knew he was referring to me. He said something like, I did something similar to what you did. And, which I haven't, like, gone off and lived in the jungle or in the mountains. But I have been meeting new people and been focusing more on, yeah, on, like, uh, building something that's not, hopefully, you know, building something that's not going to be uh, ingrained in the system. So... Yeah, I'm not quite there yet, you know, I'm not like, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't gone off, off grid or anything, but I don't know, if, is that even a possibility for me? I don't know, maybe, maybe not, I'm still thinking about it and also seeing how this develops and these projects, you know, with, um, with the people I, I know and we're building trust with each other as well, I think that's super important to build trust with people you're going to be working with and yeah, friendships are just so important. You know, before any 
other type of relationship to me that's just key right now it's like i'm not gonna go and jump into something like out of impulse or out of emotion because i've done that a lot in the past and i know i've talked about this in previous episodes where how to how to how to go about making decisions or at least how i've been going about making decisions and so yeah i'm taking my time and i'm really glad that the that my reality, the universe has given me the chance to actually, yeah, have that time. And um, so, yeah, anyway, about this um, this conversation with my dad. So he was telling me this, yeah, you know, I did something kind of like what you're doing. Um, and then I realized that that wasn't the way. And yeah, he's like, I was very much disappointed by what I found in these communities. And um yeah, I realized that it was just the same thing, except uh, with a group of hippie people. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool, Dad. Like, that was your experience. Like, I, I felt like I was being judged. Like, uh, yeah, but I didn't take it as badly as I would have before. I was, like, really respecting that that was his experience. You know, I do think it's important to to do that, to realize that people, when they communicate things or they they share their share their sh when they're sharing things with you and maybe comparing what you're going through it's still their experience and we can't invalidate people's experiences you know we don't have to resonate with them but let's not invalidate them either so i was like you know what dad i'm, I'm really sorry you had that kind of experience maybe today you would have had something different like i feel like today there are people that have gone way deeper into the layers of this reality versus before when he was in his 20s. So I was thinking, what would have happened if my dad went out and did the same thing today? Hmm, maybe it would have been different. Or maybe he was supposed to run into these people in order to be disappointed and have the choice to either keep investigating, keep... Uh, yeah, exploring and going deeper within himself to really find what he was looking for, what was really deep inside his soul, what his soul was really yearning. And that kind of made me a little bit sad because I was thinking, well, in the end, he, he came back to society. He started school again, and then he met my mom, and and I'm here, right? Yeah, and if that wouldn't have happened, if he would have found a community with which he felt like he could work with and and realize those dreams that he had of living a peaceful life in nature, I wouldn't be here. Hmm. Yeah, and then with my mom, I just feel like she could have ended up with somebody else. And for some reason, she met my dad, fell in love, but it, it just feels like to me she was probably looking for her dad in him because that's what happens a lot. And she lost her dad when she was like four years old. So it's like she was longing for that father figure someone to tell her what to do but in the end that kind of turned against her because 
now she doesn't feel free, you know, and yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, but I don't, I don't want to go too deep into that, but, but I see this happening a lot in my family, and um, it just seems like people stay together because of the commitment, and that bond that they create with each other that's in a way very um i want to say like toxic i don't know if that's a strong word for this but yeah i mean that's the best word i can find and yeah it's like they they make compromises you know but they're compromising also themselves who they truly are to please the other person whereas for me in a relationship a compromise should not entail changing who you are to please the other person you see what i mean it's about being yourself and maybe yeah making some uh, exceptions or um choices that are not necessarily fully what you want but that won't change who you are a good example would be let's say your partner really enjoys going on trips just like you do right and that's why you're together because you love traveling so that's great you're you're compatible in that sense but maybe your partner loves to go to the beach and you don't like that so much you like going to the mountains you know and uh, enjoy fresh air there and all that and your partner loves the water and swimming and all these things. So let's say the, the compromise would be, okay, I'm going to go with you to the beach uh, for the winter and then in the summer we're going to go to the mountains somewhere. Right? That's perfect. You still do what you love. Just not the same place all the time. You see what I mean? So that's the kind of relationship I want in my life. And... It just seems like I, and I've never really had like a role model in my family to show me what that could be like. And um, so that's why we don't attract people that are uh, ideal for us in the first place is because we replay all these scenarios, all these traumas, all these um, patterns uh, and things that are running in our family bloodline. So that's one thing. And yeah, so just, you know, to say that I, I realize that my parents have sacrificed a lot and not even, maybe not even consciously because I think they would be in a very different place if they had chosen maybe just maybe one choice that they made, you know, that took them on this other timeline where I exist. <laughs> so yeah, just... Uh, Wow. <laughs> that makes me really emotional because I wish I could just say um, to my parents uh, how grateful I am and that they would get why, but I know they wouldn't get it. And if I start explaining all this that I told you guys right now, they would just go be like, okay, you're crazy. And <laughs> just like, just kind of what they probably think today. But, um, you know, at least they're a little bit more confident in the fact that I, I'm doing what's right for me because I realized they were very scared of what my recent choices were of uh, abandoning my PhD and everything, especially my dad. My mom trusts me a little bit more. She, she's like, oh yeah, I know that 
you know what you're doing, you know, I just, um, I am a little bit worried, but, um, but I trust that you're, you're an intelligent person, <laughs> that you're, you're gonna do whatever's right for you. So, you know, but then my dad, of course, influences a lot on what he thinks, and, uh, he was saying that that was the, the opportunity of my life, that I shouldn't have abandoned the PhD and such, but, I guess now he understands better why I did and you know, I told him how I was feeling and the opportunities that have come up uh, after and how I feel so much better about life ever since I left the PhD, ever since I started focusing more on myself and the present moment rather than in the past or in the future or in doing something that I think will be successful versus something that I actually love. and. Yeah, I mean, we all have a different idea of what being successful is, right? I also realized that my dad was playing the savior, like, when, when he was younger. Very interesting. And he didn't want to accept that that was what he was doing, because he's like, you know, before I was, like, making people see that they were living a life that didn't make any sense because they were working 9 to 5 jobs and such, and... And then he's like, yeah, and then they realized that their life was crappy or something like that. And I'm like, what, dad? Like, who are you to tell people or make them think, even if they're the ones who in the end say it themselves, um, who are you to interfere with what you think is good or wrong for them? Like, everybody's life is different. How do you know that this person will be better off living a different life or working a different job? What if this person is meant to meet the love of their lives in that office they're working in? and then go on a completely different journey. It's like, you know, and I was, I can say I was like, kind of like that before as well, you know, thinking, oh, this person could be so much better doing this or that instead of what they're doing today and sometimes even judging people. But hey, like, honestly, everybody is on a different journey here. And and yeah, maybe they could be happier, but, but hey, you're here to, inspire others to spark people in the sense of like maybe something that you're doing will inspire them to to live a different life you know if they're willing to or or just meeting you will bring them some sort of uh, yeah some sort of remembrance or maybe make them happier than they were before and and then that will lead them to something else you know because when we're happy it's just like it's just like a snowball effect, right? We start doing things that are better for us and we start giving more to other people as well. So it's it's not it's not selfish to focus on yourself because my dad was even telling me, so what you're telling me is that yeah, yeah, you're gonna be very selfish. Like you're just gonna worry about what you're gonna do and how about your daughter, how about this or that? And I'm just like, Dad, like when you do what's best for you, things will be good for other people around you as well as long as you're not hurting anyone as long as it's aligned with who you really are it's it's perfect you know and they were also very surprised that for example how um how my daughter is a happy girl and she's like very cooperative she was very uh polite and yeah maybe a little bit shy of course you know <laughs> she still has her insecurities and stuff and but uh, in general, like when she actually gets to know people and she trusts them, she's not shy at all. She's very outgoing and yeah, and um, 
and she respects me and she admires me and that that was like very significant I think for my parents to see because I do think that they were worried she would end up being like this um <laughs> what's it called uh well you know like that she wouldn't be polite and um naughty and all this stuff or you know that she's gonna be a spoiled child or or whatever they were thinking I don't know but but yeah it went pretty well in that sense you know they they saw that um we get along super well and that yeah, she's not maybe yeah of course children are affected by the fact that their parents uh are separated or whatnot there's little things here and there that i have noticed for sure but it's our job also to reassure them that it's not their fault you know children tend to absorb these these feelings of like uh yeah that when you're not feeling so well about something you know and of course I, it's it, it's not easy to get a divorce no matter if you're uh, okay still with the parent or if you agreed on on everything it's still a difficult process so they absorb everything and they also tend to to think even unconsciously that it's all their fault and that they're not good enough so their parents are not together because they haven't been a good enough child yeah it's our job to remind them that it's not their fault and that they're loved and um also i've been bringing to my daughter's awareness that um she is probably absorbing a lot of um, my ex's feelings because I, I feel um, sometimes it's just all of a sudden, randomly, she's like, oh my god, I miss my dad. And uh, and it's moments just very random. And um, it's like she gets these images in her head. And I'm like, um, that's probably because her dad is thinking about her and missing her. So I, I explained to her, you know, that happens sometimes when we get a feeling about someone is because they're thinking about us or vice versa or both thinking about each other and that's when it's very intense and it can cause intense emotions so you know i'm not expecting her to fully understand this process right away but but yeah i'm planting those little seeds you know and hopefully later on she will get get it that she does tend to to take on other people's feelings um we all do that to some extent but some people more than others and it's super important to to really identify what's yours and what's not yours right yeah so that's another thing um and so what was i saying here about, about my parents uh yeah i mean i i ended up uh just talking to both of them about all of this and being as calm as i could in every single conversation sometimes i would lose my patience but um but the, when that moment arrived, I would just be like, okay, I really need to step away from this. And I'd be just like, okay, I need to go. Or, you know what, this is what you think. I don't agree, and that's okay, and leave. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise I knew that wouldn't end well. And so that worked out pretty well for me, just kind of stepping away when when, when I didn't feel the capacity to, to keep talking, you know, and being in this position of like okay I don't really know what else to say here to yeah to to share my thoughts and um also I realized that there were some things that I need to probably be a little bit more um I guess grounded about or informed about things that I think I believe and that are not really uh integrated yet let's put it that way so yeah, when 
Pay attention to when you get really reactive when somebody questions a certain thought or belief that you have. Because, yeah, that can come from, from trauma, you know, that reaction, but because, you know, you felt like you've never been understood or whatnot. But also when those uh, beliefs are not very rooted in your truth, in your personal truth, then you feel like you have to defend them. So when you feel in that need to defend yourself, like ask yourself, why is this going on? Why do I feel like I have to defend this? If it's really deeply rooted and that belief is really yours, you don't even really care what other people think about it. You know, you're not like bothered by somebody questioning it. You're just like, oh, you know, that's what you think. So yeah, pay attention to those little things, right? Is it coming from trauma, the fact that you're reactive, or is it because maybe those beliefs are not really rooted in the truth, you know? So yeah. Um, and then another thing that came up, like, oh yeah, well, there were so many things, I mean, oh gosh. And you know what's interesting? This is, this is something that was very powerful because if you have been listening to the Eternal Life Cafe uh, podcast episodes, I was sharing something about a dream I had regarding jewelry. And uh, it was one in which I was talking with Jay, Starfire Harmonics, about pendants and stuff. Because in that dream I had, that was a few weeks before I left to Mexico, maybe a week before I left to Mexico, I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. And I dreamt that I had this pendant, or I, I was just sharing something like about that with Jay, and he was telling me something about encryption and passage, a uh, rite of passage, like to the next level, um, and also to always connect everything that was given to me, regardless of if it was jewelry or information or whatever, to my 13th chakra, so the earth chakra, right, to ground it but in my personal chakra. Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, because uh, months before, I had a dream also about a pendant, and my dad giving, giving me a pendant. And I can't remember if there were other dreams, but maybe there were about jewelry and stuff. So uh, that just stuck with me. And when I arrived to Mexico on the 22nd of February, well... Mm, yes, we did we arrive on the 22nd? Yeah, and so the next day was my birthday. So yeah, we stayed over at my aunt's house in Mexico City, which is where I was born. That was interesting. I was like, oh yeah, I'm visiting this area for a reason right now. And the next day on my birthday, my dad gave me a little box. And he's like, here, this is for your birthday. And I'm like, wow, thanks. He's not the kind of person to give gifts like that and it was a pair of earrings <laughs> like jewelry wow what do you know <laughs> so interesting gold earrings and just very like simple kind of loop earrings you know <laughs> loop earrings that's interesting right <laughs> and i was like oh wow this is my chance to like practice what happened like in my dream the information i was given in my dream i can encrypt these and reprogram them to have a specific energy and a, maybe even a function right so i did that i also cleared all the energy around it with you know whatever whatever energies uh, that are not in harmony or whatnot and yeah 
feels uh, feels nice to, like to have that um, that gift. I think it was like to me it was like uh, a signal, you know, of like okay, this is this is a gift. Like you have to explore this further. You're gonna be good at this, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> And I mean, we, we can all do this, but I do feel like we have certain things that are a little bit more aligned to what we're here to do. And we have so many capabilities, but there are some in which we are more uh, gifted, at, you know, that's what I feel like anyways. But yeah, that was interesting, right? And then guess what? When uh, I arrived to Leon, which is where my parents live right now, Leon means lion. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's why I feel like, you know, I, I feel like my dad is like, um, some people would use the term highly coded. I don't know. It's That seems like very elite or, you know, like we're putting ourselves on a pedestal or not. But, you know, when you say highly coded, it just means that the number of strands that you can activate in your DNA, just because of how you're coded and how, like, your contract or whatnot. But we all have important things to do here. I just, you know, want to say that. So when I say highly coded, you know, it's like, like a hierarchy or whatnot. But... But yeah, anyway, you get what I mean. He, I think he is in, aligned with the kind of codes that, I, that I've that i been working with in a way, like in, you know, in, in, in other realms, it seems like, because of just the things that he focuses on. I realized like the lion and he loves lions. We went to the beach and he booked this uh, hotel called Hotel Cristal. So Crystal was a K. That's crazy. <sighs> anyway, so... Going back to the story, right, about the jewelry, because when I arrived to Leon, uh, my mom said she was going to give me a gift, but she wanted me to pick it, and she was thinking about a pendant. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, okay, more jewelry, interesting. Okay, and um, in the end, I, I picked a, a ring, because she, she was like, okay, pick whatever you like, and uh, we went to a shop, and so... I like I really like this ring that has like a like a really rare kind of seashell on it. Uh, it's nice. That's like white, but like translucent. What's the word? Um, you know those like uh, when it reflects all almost all the colors in the rainbow. I love that. It just reminds me of like my etheric wings. <laughs> so uh, I picked that. And now that I think about it, the it has the shape of a wing, sort of. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I also encrypted the ring. We programmed it, everything, and yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I used sound, I used uh, codes, I used uh, my pendulum. Yeah, it's all these things that we were talking about also in the podcast with like my friends in Eternal Life Cafe. It's like um, when you're doing things, when you're doing techniques or you're doing activations, the main components, or at least in general, are... Oh, what was it? So sound, light, um, intention, you know? And of course, just like the, the basic knowings of the mechanics as well, that's important of like how to do things. It's like the ingredients in a cake, kind of, you know? When you're baking a cake, um, you're going to have flour and uh, flavorings and like sugar and all these things, but not necessarily all the all the ingredients all the time. You can switch a few of them or add different colors, you know? But yeah, and I was thinking the other day, what if we could create a whole different cake, you know, like that doesn't have any of these core ingredients. Can we change the core ingredients somehow? I mean, people have. I mean, when you've seen these like vegan cakes lately, right? It's like 
some of them don't even have flour anymore, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but there's like a basic structure to everything, right? Just because of how the universe works, and in this matrix at least, in this time matrix, certain things seem to be more universal at least, that's what I feel. But hey, I'm also open to the, the opportunity or the possibility, let's put it that way, of creating something completely new. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying about this uh, jewelry stuff? Uh, yeah, uh, I've been yeah, just kind of tapping into that from my inner knowing, you know, as well as like, what can I do to to encrypt and reprogram the jewelry I receive from this point on. And so I set that intention and I also wrote it down. So when you think about something, I invite you to write it down. I think that really grounds it. And also it's like, you know, when you're using these ele these core elements, right? It's like light, sound. So sound would be like you saying it out loud. And then light, you know, when you're working with things that are visible, like color, you know, and you see it written down or you, you draw a certain geometry around it. And then the intention, right, that you set into it and really focus on that intention. And um, Yeah, so, so I wrote it down, like the fact that I want every single jewelry that's gifted to me or that I find um, that is like calling to me, like that will be like keys, right, to unlock certain gifts or powers, let's put it that way, um, that I will have access to depending on where I'm at in my journey. So yeah, that's what I did. Um, oh gosh, what is what else is there to share right now? It's already been. I don't want to make this too long. I, I might share more about my journey to Mexico in the next episode. But uh, yeah, I guess I I wanted to to start by sharing by sharing this about the the synchronicities, the jewelry, the relationship with my parents, and how I feel like that has improved quite a bit and um yeah it's like I've, I've definitely jumped onto another level I even saw some mushrooms like big mushrooms on a balcony on the trip back to Leon, well not well yeah to Leon from Mexico City because my dad gave us a ride it was like yeah it was really nice to to give us a ride to uh to uh, the house from Mexico City because it's a very long trip. Well, it was like five, five or six hours actually. And we got caught in traffic for a bit in Mexico City too. So he was pretty tired by the end. I, I did feel like during the ride though, I was like doing a lot of clearing and just running frequencies and stuff. And I think he was probably feeling it. <laughs> yeah, and I saw a lot of things in the sky too, like some like really weird clouds and like some like uh, there was this one like like a little um, strip that wasn't really like a cloud but it had all the colors in the rainbow and it was like yeah like these heliotallic frequencies in the sky it was really funny and then this and I saw it like in a cloud as well like um, like a rainbow kind of and not really it was like just a little spot yeah, that was cool, and I saw this really cool sign as well. Like it said, um, that living is incredible. <laughs> La vida, no, vivir es increíble, is what it said. <laughs> yeah, 
And every time I saw things like that, I would get super excited and take pictures and stuff. And my dad was probably like, what is she doing? And so I told him, you know, like lately, every single day, there's something I'm surprised about or there's a synchronicity or something cool to to explore. And just life is just a big gift, you know, regardless of the challenges. It's, it's just a big gift. So, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, anyway. It was really cool. I, did, I, I saw these mushrooms on a balcony. I was like, oh, there's my level up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm, gosh. <laughs> Let me see if there's anything else that mm, wants to come through today for you listening. Oh, I did want to share that I've been meeting um, new people online and that are tuning into the podcast. So welcome to my new listeners. Really happy to have you here and happy to have your feedback. It means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess what I feel called to right now is to maybe tap into uh, anything for the new listeners. Hmm. There's a lot of dreamers here and or people that are very much dreamers not only in like their sleeping time but also in their waking time. And that's that's pretty cool because these two realities are intertwined and I mean there's so many realities. It's not just like we can't divide them into two and that's it. It's like there's so many layers to this and um in dream state there's even more and then i mean creation is just so vast so so vast so i guess here it's like the invitation to explore keep exploring even further into into those dreamscapes you know regardless if it's a it's a daydream or a night dream why are you having certain images always popping popping into your head? For example, is there maybe one of those like maybe one of them could be a memory or maybe a, a deep desire? So if it's a deep memory, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. What is in there that maybe wants your attention? Let's say if it's a it's a bad memory, right? Maybe there's something there that you can go and visit and a message you can send to your past self to clear some trauma or transmute something. It's like these aspects of ourselves are in a way asking for help sometimes. And you can go visit that moment and send yourself a quantum message. And like a clue to help to help that aspect of yourself get past that that moment and or or maybe clear that that uh, yeah that energy that's maybe stagnant or that was the root of of something else like a trauma or something that is still needing to be processed in a way that maybe there's a, an emotion that you can link to a thought that will help you you know um, let that go. Or, you know, if it's a good memory, 
maybe that's something related to your childhood, something that that your soul feels like relive, reliving in a way, not necessarily the same way, but maybe it's something that you've kind of forgotten or that you're not practicing enough lately let's say like for example going out and, and rolling around in the grass you know like that feeling what that what did that feeling bring up for you when you were a child and maybe do more of that lately you know um, be more out in nature and don't not necessarily well you can but i mean you don't have to roll in the grass but that hey that sounds like fun <laughs> and why not like do it with like somebody you enjoy spending time with right and um or maybe you don't have someone necessarily that you would like to do that with, but um, but maybe it's just a sign that you are maybe longing for that uh, sort of relationship, you know? And maybe there's a part of you that has been closing your heart to that. I don't know. So, yeah, that's just what came to mind. That could have also resonated with some other people, not necessarily new listeners, but, um, but yeah, for some reason that was important. And... Uh, yeah, so these nice memories, right? It's like, um, like, what do you really desire? What what makes you happy? And um, in night dreams, of course, um, a lot of times these can be subconscious desires or subconscious fears or things about people or situations that you haven't really looked at from another perspective especially if you're having dreams about situations or people uh, for which you have an opinion or a feeling about in this reality but the dream is showing you completely the opposite let's say you think a person is really nice and you're really into this person um then the dream, it's like you, you're having a weird experience or a bad experience with this person. That could be a warning, you know, something that you're not really seeing there. Or, yeah, maybe uh, an aspect of you that that's like a shadow, right? Could be that as well. So it's, it's up to you to kind of discern more in, into that and see what it could mean for you. But, but yeah, the, so in terms of night dreams, something that's being presented a lot needs attention you know your psyche is telling you hey hey look at this right so that and then if it's a very nice dream let's say a reoccurring dream or if you're a lucid dreamer or you or you, or you like lucid dreaming um yeah that's uh that's something that can be developed as well i'm actually still working on that oh by the way i was able to visit that dream house that i recorded a podcast about a while ago and I was semi-lucid in it. I was able to build this other room that was like a meditation room. like a It was like Japanese style. That was an empty space in the house that I didn't know what to do with. I was like, oh, maybe that could be a place where I could go roller skating or something. I'm having like a deja vu moment right now, actually. I feel like I already recorded this episode or, or maybe it's because... I, I don't know, maybe it's because I told somebody else about this already, but it just feels weird. I'm like, did I already say this? Or where did I record this before? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting. Anyway, um, so yeah, this room was, um, yeah, it's like Japanese style. And, uh, so I'm trying to revisit that place again and see what else I can do there. It's cool, you know, to have these, it's like this sanctuary that you can create for yourself and you can build on it and... Uh, yeah, and then connect it maybe to 
to other places or whatnot. Yeah, I'm experimenting with all of this, but um, but yeah, you know, this is an invitation for for you if you if you like this kind of dream work, uh, then definitely, yeah. Um, what I've been doing is um, focusing on yeah going there right before I go to bed and trying to focus on it the, the longest that I can before I fall asleep. That is a little bit difficult. I mean, you know, we have, um, you know, because we have intrusive thoughts <laughs> quite a bit, and then sometimes we end up falling asleep thinking about something else. But, but uh, yeah, and then there's other things that you can try as well. I mean, there are people that I think they set alarms to wake up at certain times of the night. I don't really like that. Ugh, I'm not gonna do that. But um, but you know, I'm just trying things that feel aligned, and that I feel like doing. And um, but I'm not, you know, necessarily attached to like becoming an, a lucid dreamer and whatnot all the time. It's just it just kind of happens, you know, once in a while. Um, but yeah, work on like your creativity there, right? You can do whatever you want when you're lucid, and and dreams, and you know, in general, they they're very creative, of course. But um. Yeah, I mean, we are very creative creatures in nature. So dreams are a place in which, yeah, we can develop that more. Hmm. Yeah, so that was what I wanted to be expressed here in terms of dreams, night dreams, day dreams. Hmm. Hmm. Oh gosh, this song, uh, this song is like very much a like uh, heartbreak and all that. La pistola y el corazón. It's uh, Los Lobos. Los Lobos is a very cool group. Um, yeah, a very cool band. It's like they play a lot of like traditional stuff and also more modern stuff. But um, yeah, I mean they they have several like. Um, albums and stuff uh they have redone a lot of a lot of songs and stuff and like for example la bamba and uh donna and things like that like from the 50s which i love the 50s 50s 60s and they sing in english and in spanish so yeah i don't know when the last album that they created was but i think it's more of a let me just look it up real quick. It's a, I'm very curious. I don't know. For some reason, I want to see. Um, okay. So it's a rock band. American rock band from East Los Angeles, California. Their music is influenced by rock, rock and roll, Tex-Mex, country, psydeco. What is that? A folk, R&B, blues brown night soul and traditional music such as cumbia boleros and norteños yeah they're actor from 1970 yeah i thought they were kind of like i was gonna say ancient no that's not the right like old style <laughs> ancient <laughs> are they still alive i don't know hmm So yeah, that was for the fun facts of the day for anyone interested in checking out Los Lobos. This is another song by them as well. El Gusto. <laughs> yeah. I always like making musical recommendations and as you can tell, I have a very 
varied uh, tastes. Like I, I like pretty much everything, with some exceptions. But I mean, I don't, I don't like country too much. But you know, sometimes there can be some cool songs that are kind of countryish. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, this this traditional kind of music, yeah, it just reminds me of Mexico, you know, my home country. <laughs> oh, I bought this really cool cup, like, uh, that has like, what is this, a colibri? Is a um, hummingbird, yes. It has like hummingbirds on it. It's really cool feathers and stuff. Yeah, I'm really, really happy with the stuff I got like for souvenirs because I didn't go like all crazy. You know, like I used to before, and yeah, I'm less at, like less into like just buying stuff because you know I feel like I need stuff. It's more just like oh, the kind of the stuff that really like calls to me, or like maybe things that I I, I feel are difficult to find here. But oh, I just for example, I got these like incense sticks like that I found in a shop that I had never checked out before downtown. Like I'd never gone in there before. It just wasn't really a, uh, calling my attention before, but. Yeah, the guy there is actually pretty nice, and it's like these natural. Oh, grab them just to see. It's amber musk, like India. Like they come from India, so they're, I guess, yeah, organic. Uh, they're not like the kind that, that are, super, bad for your health. I mean, I still kind of, doubt that that, you know, smelling the smoke of incense is is good for you. But you know, if you're like if you like air your place and uh and you use these kind of there that use natural oils um and it's like a different kind of uh stick that burns and it's like less uh what's it called uh, yeah less bad for you <laughs> you know what i mean i mean i just love this one amber musk uh indian heritage and i think that's the brand well anyway it's from india but but yeah you know i bought this in mexico <laughs> It's very difficult to find this kind of stuff around here for some reason for me. I don't know. Maybe I haven't been looking in the right places, but um, yeah. Anyway, I really recommend this perfume. It's like, uh, I think it's Vrivani actually. V-R-E-E -E space uh, V-A-R-E or, or R-I or N-I. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, just uh, if you want to look that up, it's just smells, it smells wonderful. And so I've been... I've been using those like every day <laughs> uh, because I just love the, the aromatherapy concept, you know, and yeah, how how that impacts our mood and and everything. And it does like it just relaxes me and it reminds me of like it's like floral, but at the same time kind of has like this wood kind of uh, undertone. Is that the right word? Yeah, I don't know. It just reminds me of nature. And I was actually smelling the wood like in when we went to Michoacan with my parents oh gosh so I have a house in the mountains and I was like just just an awe like how different I feel now before I I was like I feel like I was yeah very disconnected from myself you know I didn't enjoy nature as much as I did this time around and I was just like oh, so grateful I, I almost like cried you know because of just the smell and the sounds and yeah and I was like I don't even need incense here like I just sitting out here and smelling is just so soothing ah oh, yeah I miss it already <laughs> and I went up to explore and this because it's in the mountain so I was like climbing up this like 
uh, area was just so steep. I took Kara with me um, <laughs> for a little bit of it, but just, we had such a hard time getting down because it was so steep. So then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back on my own. And I went up as far as I could and was looking at the view and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I don't ever wanna leave this place. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. So anyway, so now I, I, you know, coming back to the buying stuff, like I, right now I pay more attention to the stuff I buy and it's mostly, when it's souvenirs and stuff, it's mostly things that will remind me of nature, that will connect me deeper with myself, you know, or yeah, just, or things that maybe, yeah, bring me joy that are maybe a little bit materialistic sometimes. Like I bought this big hat, for example, you know, that I really like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because that, you know, I saw it, I'm like, well, that's, that's beautiful, it brings me joy, okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just wanted to share that. <laughs> just seemed, for some reason, it seemed important. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, more heartbreaking songs. Ni contigo ni sin ti. By Los Angeles Azules. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, it seems like maybe, I don't know, are you, are you also going through some heart stuff? I mean, I take a while to really get over some people, you know, and yeah. It, oh, I got this message from a tree when I went up to that mountain too, because I'm like, why am I still thinking about this person, you know, and I've also been talking about this with them, with my friends and it's like, yeah, it could be some sort of external kind of implant or whatnot. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff that's very personal and like karma-based, you know, like past karma. And so I'm like, hmm, I'm still feeling sad. And so I, I was touching this tree and I'm like, so what do you have to say about this? <laughs> I could really use some help or some advice. And this very clear message was like, matters of the heart take time. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I just, that, that just shows how deep we can love people, you know, and um, you can you can miss someone every day, yet not want them back in your life. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I've already made this super long. Oh my gosh, I'm always here for an hour. Wow. Well, I'm just gonna, you know, share a few last comments here for real this time and uh, I'm gonna let you go. But thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure sharing this space with you and these tears with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so. I guess the next steps here for me are just to keep focusing on on what I'm working on right now, which are these courses that I'm taking online and uh, the podcasting and and seeing what else I can build with people that I'm networking with and keep building that trust, right? That's also a big topic that has been coming up for me is like trusting people, right? Who can you really trust and why can't, why do you feel like you can't really trust people? Is it because of past experiences and things that you're, you haven't really 
processed yet or also maybe because there's still a lack of trust within yourself in a way you know it could be one or the other or both a mix of the two something else to think about oh i'm getting hungry here my stomach is growling <laughs> all right well i hope you guys are having a great day today and uh, please go out and enjoy nature if you can, I'm gonna try to go out. Yeah, I'm not gonna try. I'm gonna go out and ground for real this time to to get rid of this freaking jet lag. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I felt like big yawning right now. Okay, well, thank you guys again for being here. I will see you again next week for another episode of Michelle's Dream Space. Take care of yourself and uh, sweet dreams and all that good stuff. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye.